this morning. God has blessed me. Show of hands. Hallelujah. Amen. God has blessed us. We are surrounded by so many blessings, but many times we don't even realize how blessed we are. If you drove a car to church this morning, you're blessed. If somebody gave you a ride to church this morning, guess what? You're blessed. You ain't going to make payments on that blessing. Hallelujah. If you slept in a bed last night with the roof over your head, that is a blessing. If you ate breakfast today, you're blessed. If you're going to eat lunch today, you're blessed. Your husband, your wife is a blessing. <laughs> Don't make that face. Love is a blessing. Friends are a blessing. Having a church family is a blessing. Here's another one. Good looks are a blessing. Come on. You could have very easily been ugly. In fact, you have no idea how close to ugly you came. But God was good to you. <laughs> Come on, look at your name and tell them it was close. But you made it. <laughs> Come on, one more time. How many of you say God's blessed me? Amen. We are blessed, blessed people. Now, how many of you would, would dare say, have, have faith enough, have the audacity enough to say, I'd like to be even more blessed? Amen. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't be ashamed. I want to be even more blessed. If that's you, Acts 20, 35 is your verse. Acts chapter 20, verse 35 is just for you. The Bible tells us how to be more blessed. Acts 20, 35. I've shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now that's King James pronunciation, but we're going to modernize it. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Somebody say more blessed. But here's the problem. Most people think of being blessed as getting more. But if you let Jesus write that definition in your dictionary, really being more blessed is not getting more, it's giving more. So here's the point of my message today. Greater blessings come from greater generosity. If we can get a hold of that truth, it will be life transforming. Now, I laugh at the church row because in the church row we make up words that aren't even really words that sound super spiritual, okay? So, so if you get a hold of this truth, it's going to be life transformationalizing, okay? It'll bring good changification to your life. Does that sound spiritual? Just hear me. <laughs> Bible says in Proverbs eleven twenty four, one person gives freely yet gains more, another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. Let's break this verse down. Proverbs eleven twenty four. One person gives freely. This is the generous person in this verse. They're quick to give to others in need. This says that they give freely. You know what? They're always helping people in need. And you would think if they're always freely giving, always helping people, they'd have less, right? The Bible says they gain more. One person gives freely and gains more. Another withholds unduly. Okay? They hold back. In other words, they could give, but instead they keep it for themselves. So they're hoarders, if you will. Okay? They're holy hoarders. Now, according to our American consumer mindset, that person would have more stuff. So look what the Bible says. Another withholds unduly, it comes to poverty. 
Notice that it doesn't say that person holds back and immediately they, they're poor, right? It doesn't say that. It says they hold back and they come to poverty. Eventually. No one is there on track to absolute poverty. I don't know about you, but I've known people who were stingy, and I've known people who didn't give and had no generosity whatsoever, and some of them were very wealthy. You can hold back and prosper for a while, but in the end, when it's all said and done, the end result of that will be poverty. Let's look at that verse again. One person gives freely, yet gains more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper, but whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. So here again, the Bible says the key to a blessed life is a generous heart. A generous person will prosper. Okay, now... I know people get nervous when we talk about generosity. They get nervous in the service, so I'm going to give you a couple ground rules, all right? Number one, have an open heart. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 says this. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. We're not here to trick you into giving money. The Bible says you give when you decide in your heart to give. God loves a cheerful giver, not a begrudged giver. God doesn't love an angry giver. <laughs> you see, really, it's not a dollar issue, it's a heart issue. Some people worry about money, but other people are just tight. Some of you, you ever know anybody who was just tight with money? Don't point. <laughs> I had a friend one time who, I kid you not, he drove five miles to go get a refund for a 58-cent bar of soap. In my mind, I was thinking, dear Lord, man, you spent $10 a gallon to get your 58 cents back. Somebody say, that's tight. Some people are so tight, they squeak when they walk. I mean, a guy's so tight, you shake his hand, he count his fingers, okay? Some people are just tight, but have an open heart. And number two, remember that being blessed is more than just money. It's about a lot more than just money. You, listen, you limit the blessings of God to just finances, you're underestimating the blessings of God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. God wants to bless you not just financially, but in all things. Verse 11 in that same chapter says, He will make you rich in every way. Somebody say in every way. God will make you rich in every way. Why? So that you can always give freely and your giving through us will cause many to give thanks to God. God wants to make you rich in every way. Rich in your marriage. Rich in your friendship. Rich in your love for people. Rich in your prayer life. Rich in your mental health. Rich in your understanding of God's Word. God wants to make you rich in every way and not just so you can enjoy it for yourself. He'll make you rich in every way so that you can always give freely and your giving will cause many to give thanks to God. Imagine you're so blessed and so generous that people everywhere thank God for you. Can you imagine being such a blessing to people? Can I tell you a secret? If you're giving financially to this church, people are already thanking God for you all over the world. 
Your giving is causing many to give thanks to God. People all over the world are thanking God for you. Missionaries in South America, in the Philippines, in Asia, in Europe, in Africa, in the Middle East, in Cuba, in Zambia. They're thanking God for the generosity of a group of people in Goldsboro, North Carolina. (laughs) Men and women are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world. And because of your faithfulness, people are coming to Jesus. They're hearing the truth. And they're thanking God for you because you helped make that happen. Isn't that awesome? Think about a young lady who visited our church a few years ago. She was an atheist. She had never been to church in the church a day in her life. But she came in here and she met Jesus and God touched her and changed her and changed her family. And even though she doesn't live here anymore, she's, there's, a, there's a lady in New York State with a little boy growing up in the house of God because of you, because of your faithfulness and your generosity and your love and your kindness. And today she's thanking God for you. God wants to bless us so we can bless others just like that. Hallelujah, I get excited about that. Every ministry, every outreach, our podcast, the CDs that go out, the live streams, the free kids' breakfast every Sunday, the community food bank, all of that. Because God has blessed us as a church family to be a blessing to other people. And that's one of the reasons why God wants to make us rich in every way, so we can share the gospel and the love of God. Amen? So here's a question I often wonder. If the Bible tells us how to be blessed, why aren't more people blessed? Why are so many people broke, busted, and disgusted? The answer is actually really simple. It's a little thing called stinking thinking. Come on, look at somebody and tell them it's stinking thinking. The thing is, we have the wrong mindset, the wrong mentality when it comes to generosity. So today, I'm going to quickly give you three different mindsets that people have when it comes to giving. The first mindset is the bad. Sadly, this is most people. You may be thinking, what in the world is the bag mindset? A bag mindset is when you say to yourself, I never have enough. Maybe you can relate to what the bag Bible says about the bag mindset. In Haggai 1, verse 6, it says this, You have so much, you bring in little. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. He who earns wages, earns wages to put them in a bag, Withholds. Where did my money go? The bag level is where it's never enough. Your bank account is like a little bag with holes everywhere. <laughs> you put in your paycheck, and no matter how hard you try, at the end of the month, it seems like there's nothing left over. Whatever comes in goes right out. You get upset because it doesn't matter how much you put in the bag, <laughs> it ain't never enough. People with a bad mindset say, I really want to give, and I really want to be generous, and I really, really want to help others, but I, I can't afford to because I never have anything left over. That's the bad mindset. <laughs> and just when you feel like you're getting ahead, something breaks, doesn't it? The refrigerator breaks, the water heater blows up, the alternator goes out in your car. I've been there. <laughs> just squeaking by the end of the month, hardly anything is left over. If a trip around the world costs a dollar, I couldn't get to the county line. The problem with the bag mindset is that instead of trusting God, you're trusting what goes into the bag. That's why we got to have an open heart because God wants better than that for your life. It's not God's will for you to live paycheck to paycheck. It's not God's plan for you to go through life 
barely scraping by. That's why in this series we're getting into the spiritual truths on Sunday. We get to the nitty gritty on Wednesday night. Talk about if, anyway, and every way you can save money. <laughs> God wants you to be more blessed than where you are, but the problem is it's not a financial issue. It's often a heart issue. There was a bag man in the New Testament. In fact, he was a man who carried the bag. His name was Judas. He was one of Jesus' twelve disciples. He was the treasurer of the church, if you will. And he carried around the bag of money. One day a woman came up to Jesus. She had been living in sin, living an ungodly lifestyle. And what did Jesus do? Did he point his, his finger at her and judge her? Did he say, get out? Did he say, I'm holy, you're not getting away from me, you gross, nasty? No, he loved her. He loved her, he forgave her, and he set her free. You know what she did? One day she came back to Jesus, and she took a costly jar of perfume. She broke it, and she anointed Jesus' feet. What was she doing? She was pouring out her worship on him. It was an act of worship before the Lord. But here's the problem. That oil... That expensive perfume costs more than a year's wages. Some people don't understand that worship often comes at a price. Worship often comes at a cost. The Bible says to bring God the sacrifice of praise. That means sometimes we have to go through something and get over some things and get past ourselves when we worship God. In fact, David said, I will not offer the Lord sacrifices with that which cost me nothing. This woman gave her absolute best to Jesus. And when she poured it out on Jesus' feet, Judas jumped up and said, no, don't do that. That's too much money. Her eyes were on Jesus. His house on the dollar. When you have a bad mindset, money spent on worship is money wasted. Judas couldn't deal with her offer because he was consumed by what was in the bag. And ultimately, what did Jesus do? He did what so many people do today. He betrayed Jesus for the bag. He betrayed the Lord Jesus for 30 pieces of silver in a little bag. Same thing people do today. The scripture says that the tithe belongs to God. Not you, not the church, but to God himself. That means that when you pay your tithes to God, you're bringing back something to Him that doesn't belong to you. But instead of honoring God with our tithes, no, what do we do? We spend it because we're more concerned over what's in the bag. That's I'd love to give, but there are too many holes in the bag. <laughs> Listen, no matter how much money comes in, it'll never be enough if you live with the bag, bag mindset. That's where most people stay. Number one, the bag mindset. Number two, this is the whole lot better, the basket mindset. Come on, everybody say the basket. When you have the basket mindset, you understand that our God is Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> he is the God who is more than enough. This is the person who believes that our God is an abundant God. This is the person who takes God at his word and trusts him. The bag mind says I, don't, says, I don't give because there's never enough in the bag. The basket mind says, I do give because my God is more than enough. The bag mindset thinks about money all the time. The basket mindset says, God has blessed me so I can be a blessing. And this is going to blow your mind. Are you all ready? 
might want to hold on to your hair, okay? It's going to blow your mind. The basket has nothing to do with how much money you make. I've seen people with very little income that had a basket mindset and they were blessed. I've seen people who made over $200,000 a year and had a bag mindset and they were always struggling. It's not an income problem, it's a heart problem. The bag mindset says, I have never have enough. The basket mindset says, my God is more than enough. Deuteronomy 28 describes the blessings of God. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. The crops of your land and the young of your livestock and the cows of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. The basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. Be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. What is God saying here? Your avenues of income and your capacity to receive will be blessed by God. When you obey His Word, God promises that your basket will be blessed. In the New Testament, Jesus taught about the basket mindset. In Luke 6, 638, he said, Give, and it will be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. What Jesus is talking about? He's talking about the baskets they used to harvest wheat. When it was time for the harvest, there were two types of laborers. There were the, first of all, the day laborers. The day laborers, they were the hired laborers, so they would come in with their baskets and they would labor all day harvesting wheat. Now, the day laborers, they wouldn't fill the basket all the way. Why? Because they had to walk all the way across the field and carry that wheat with them. So what they do, they fill it up about two-thirds of the way because they had to go back and forth all day long. But the second group of people who would harvest wheat were the poor in the community. And the Bible commanded that the farmers leave the corners of the field for those who could not provide for themselves to come in and gather wheat so they could eat. So what they would do is they would come in with a basket and they would fill it up in the wheat. They'd push it down, they'd shake it, they'd jump up and down on it. They'd pack that stuff in there real good. I have to say, when you have the basket mindset that God is more than enough, He's going to bless you so much that it's shaken up, pressed down, jumped up and down, and it's still running over. The God who is more than enough. That's the kind of God that God is. He's the God of abundance. He wants to bless you, not just financially, but He wants to bless you and enrich you in all things. So your basket is running over. One more basket story from the Bible. We're almost done. Can you imagine... Us feeding everybody in Goldsboro with one happy meal. Something like that happened in the Bible. There was a little boy who, who was with a large crowd, and they were out in a remote place listening to Jesus preach. And let me tell you, Jesus got wound up. It was a real humdinger. He just kept on preaching and kept on preaching, and they were way past that time. The disciples said, Lord... Everybody's hungry and we ain't got no food. <laughs> if I'd been one of the 12 disciples, I definitely would have been the one to bring that up. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, Jesus, that was a powerful sermon. What's the lunch? <laughs> Listen, you think you're ready for the pastor to finish preaching so you go to lunch? I'm ready for him to shut up so I can go to lunch. But here they were, over 10,000 people all together, and they were all hungry. So they went around and said, does anybody have any food? One little boy had a happy meal. He had a basket with five loaves of barley and two fish. And he heard the disciples asking around, did anybody got anything to eat? 
And if he'd had a bag mindset, he would have said, I ain't getting this. This ain't even enough for me. This ain't even the supersized half of me. It's a little half of me. I, I will keep it. If he'd had the bag mindset, he would have kept it to himself. But this, this little boy had a basket mindset of, okay, Jesus is here, and I know that something's going on, and if God needs it, I'm going to give it to him. The little boy had very simple faith, and he gave all that he had to Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus, what did he do? He lifted it up, and he blessed it. You do not have the power to bless your own resources. The blessing comes from him. He could have eaten that little snack and been hungry 30 minutes later. No blessing there. But he took the little that he had and he trusted Jesus with it. He put it in the hands of Jesus and that's when the blessing came. Jesus blessed it and as they started to hand out the food, it multiplied. And what started as one little boy's lunch in the hands of Jesus fed 5,000 men and countless women and children that day. And get this, there were 12 baskets full left over. Hallelujah. We serve the God who is more than enough. He is more than enough. He is Jehovah Shireh, our provider. Listen, you might not feel like you have much to give Him. In fact, when you, you might not feel like what you have is enough even for yourself. But if you put your not enough in the hands of the God who is more than enough, watch what happens when God blesses what you give Him. This is my prayer for you today, that God would stretch your faith out of the bag mindset to the basket mindset. Because if you're faithful over little, God will give you more. And you remain faithful over the more, God will give you even more. And one day you'll wake up and say, wait a minute, I've got way more than enough. Because if you have an open heart towards God, you won't spend the extra on yourself. You'll find ways to bless others. If you can trust God with your bag, He'll trust you with His basket. Number one, the bag. Two, the basket. The last one, the barn. I don't know if anybody has a barn, but I'm sure somebody has got a barn in this place. <laughs> this is the third level where God wants to take some of you the barn mindset. Somebody say the barn. Okay? This is where you believe that God is infinitely more than enough to the point where you are giving away more than you are using for yourself. Hallelujah. That's what I want to see. Deuteronomy 28.8 says this, The Lord will send a blessing on your barns, on everything you put your hand to, and the Lord God will bless you in the land that He is giving you. Now, we're not getting on a plane to go possess Israel now, are we? What's the land our God has given us? I believe it's where you live. I believe it's where you work. I believe it's where you go to school and go for a walk and go on vacation. I believe everywhere you set your foot is somewhere that God has placed you to make a kingdom impact. God will bless you in the land that He is giving you. Hallelujah. God wants to give you a bar and blessing, but the blessings of God are overflowing and just pouring those into other people and making a difference for the kingdom of God. Joseph in the Bible was a bar man. At one point, Joseph hit rock bottom, but he remained faithful to God. Think about it. His brothers threw him in a pit. They left him to bed. And then one of them felt guilty. He said, you know what? Let's sell them into slavery instead. You thought your family was bad. 
He was rejected, despised, betrayed, time and time again. And Joseph would take two steps ahead and the enemy would knock him ten steps backwards. But Joseph stayed faithful every step of the way. And God took Joseph from the pit to the palace where he was the prime minister of Egypt. And God gave him wisdom to prepare and to get ready so that when a famine came, not only did Joseph say, it's all right, we got barns full. Not only did he provide for the nation of Egypt, but the surrounding nations in the entire region relied on him because God put him strategically there and blessed him with a barn blessing. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of blessing I want to see. But here's the deal. God wants to know how much He can bless you with. Luke 16.10, Jesus said, Whoever can be trusted with very little, with what's in the bag, can also be trusted with much, with what's in the barn. Whoever is dishonest with very little, with what's in the bag, will also be dishonest with much, with what's in the barn. Listen, money doesn't change you. It just makes you more of what you already are. If you're broke but generous, and God blesses you, you're going to be rich and super generous. If you're broke and greedy, God blesses you with money, you won't keep it because you're going to be Ebenezer Scrooge. If you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? If God can't trust you with material things, He can't trust you with real blessings. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says this, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. The beauty of the tithe is that it teaches us how to trust in God. It teaches us that God can do more with 90% that's blessed than we can ever do with 100% that's not blessed. When you give your tithe to God, you know what that does? It breaks the power of greed off of your life. As far as I see, it's the only biblical antidote for greed. It's honoring God and putting Him first in your finances. We live in a materialistic culture, don't we? Me, 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 my, 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 my name is Jimmy, give me all you give me. Tithing puts it into perspective. It really all belongs to God. And when we put Him first, we acknowledge above all else that it's God's. I am His. Everything He's given me belongs to His, and therefore I'm going to rely on Him to sustain me through this. Amen? God wants to bless you and provide for you. He wants to bless you beyond you. (laughs) He wants to bless you to be a blessing. There was a guy that Jesus talked about. This guy thought that everything he had was for him. He told this parable in Luke 12, 16. Jesus told them this. He said, The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones. And there I'll store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life has been demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? God wasn't angry at the man who blessed God was the one who blessed him. 
God wasn't mad that the man was blessed. God was upset with the man because he planned to use it all on himself. He had a barn blessing with a bad mindset. Listen, that's many of us. You may be thinking, well, I don't have a barn. Well, if you do, most of you say, I don't have a barn. I don't have that kind of blessing. Listen, you're living in the wealthiest nation on earth. You have a barn blessing. The average person living at poverty level in the United States is still among the richest 20% of the world. Think about this. I've spent time in Cuba where a doctor makes $20 a year. A good friend, Mark Randall, is serving in the mission field in Zambia where some people make $6 a year. We have a barn blessing. We have a barn blessing. We are people living with a barn blessing. Too many of us live with a bag mindset. The reason that we're not more blessed is because we still think it's more blessed to receive than give. But the Word of God says it's more blessed to give than receive. So this morning I pray that God will take us from the bag mindset to the barn. Because God wants to bless you and He wants to bless people through you like never before. Will you stand as we pray? I want to ask Pastor Yarling to come and just pray over you this morning, and then we're going to come into a time of worship today. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord God, as ushers come forward. We just thank you for this time that we have to give this morning, Lord God. Heavenly Father, I just pray that what Pastor Josh has said this morning touched somebody's heart, Heavenly Father, and that they're uh, willing to not just give money, that's not what, what I'm asking here, but to give up time, Lord God, to give them themselves, Heavenly Father, that when they see someone in need, that they're not just so quick to run by them, Heavenly Father, that even that person standing on the corner, we all have loose chains that we don't, we'll never use, that sit in our ashtrays, in our, in our cars, and that we feel, oh no, they don't deserve it. But let that, let Pastor Josh's message be a, a pressure on us, Lord God, to say, you know what, I'm not using it. Let me, let me be the barn. Let me be the basket, Heavenly Father, and give, Lord God. I just pray right now for that blessing to flow down, Lord God, from heaven onto every single one of us, Lord God. And I just pray that you bless this offering, Lord God. I pray that you press it down, shake it together, let it run it over, Lord God, so that we're able to continue to build your kingdom here on earth, Lord God, to build your kingdom, Lord God, and just bless Goldboro, Heavenly Father, and continue to be a light in the darkness, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Is it Oh, yeah. 